Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tech Your Business Podcasts. Today, we are talking marketing. Like I've always said, my favorite topics are automation and processes, marketing, and cybersecurity. So I guess this would be <laughs> this would be an episode that you really enjoy. And today to talk marketing with me is an empathic marketing strategist. At the end of the episode, you know what that means. And his name is Mike Caldwell. So welcome to the show, Mike. Well, thanks for having me, Peter. Looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us a bit about you and what you do, the empathic marketing strategy. Well, the way I like to uh, like to tell a little story like, so uh, I'm, I'm not a car racing guy or anything about that, but with Netflix on, I was watching the F1 series, right? And I think most of us heard of, have heard of the names Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, right? And those guys, mm -hmm. they just, they just win all the races. Okay. And so my question is, I drive a, I, I drive a Ram pickup truck. Okay. Drive a Ram pickup. Mm -hmm. So if I was to go to like Monaco to the race course in Monaco, with Max Verstappen in his F1 car, and we were to switch vehicles, and he was to drive my truck, and I was to drive his F1 car, who would win the race? Who do you think would win, Peter? Hmm. He would win. He would win with your truck. He would win, right? It's all about the driver. It's not about the vehicle. And so he could push my, you know, Ram pickup truck to the max and I would crash his F1. If I could get it started, <laughs> I would crash it into the wall in the first turn. Right. Yeah. And that's what marketing is about. Right. So many uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, what do they focus on? They focus on their website or their sales funnels or their ads. Right. And what are those things? Those things are the vehicle. All those things do is deliver the message. The message is the driver, right? And so, so many uh, business owners, they take, they skip over the first parts, right? And the first part is to really have an understanding of your audience. And that's all em empathy is. Empathy just means to understand the feelings of the, the people you're dealing with. It's not sympathy. I'm not sharing your emotions. I just understand them. You know, it's not compassion. I don't feel bad because of the way you're feeling. I just understand them, right? And so business owners have to focus on the driver, what's what's important, and that's the message first. And so that's what I do. I help uh, businesses craft their, what I call their unique empathic marketing message. And then I help deliver that in those vehicles, whether it be through a website or a sales funnel or, or with their advertising. Hmm. All right. So can you go deeper on this unique empathic marketing message, probably with an example? Okay, so the first thing is, um, like, like I said, empathy means understanding. So you need to understand your audience. And there's two ways to do that. First, you need to have an experiential understanding of your audience. And second, and this is what most people think about, is the emotional understanding. So we'll get to the emotional in a second. But on the experiential side, and this is something so many businesses get wrong, okay? And that is they don't understand their audience's level of problem awareness, because we all have problems and some of us are aware we have a problem. We're actively looking for a solution and others, you know, we're not even aware we have the problem. Like, like uh, let's look at people in their fifties or sixties or something like they're, they're starting, they can start, start getting more uh, joint pain, right? Their backs or their mm -hmm. necks or their shoulders are sore. 
Um, and all they recognize the pain, they might not necessarily identify it as a problem because it's crept up so slowly, like it sort of just seeped into their lives and they know it's there, but they're not actively looking for a solution because they're of the mindset that, you know, I'm 60 years old. I have arthritis. That's the way life is like, there's nothing I can do about it. And so if you had an arthritis solution and you presented them with a 50% off discount, they wouldn't be interested, right? Because they're not looking for that solution at that time. And so you have to understand where your audience is on their journey and then educate them. It's like, hey, are you 60 years old and, before, and, and it's tough getting out of bed in the morning? Did you know it doesn't have to be that way? Because mm. not all 60-year-olds feel that way in the morning. Let's examine what you might be doing differently than this guy here. You, you know, you show some 75 year old doing jumping jacks. Right. And, and it's like the uh, arthritis isn't just a, an old age pain. It's because your nutrients, it's because your joints can't receive nutrients the same way as they used to. But, you know, we've got this special formula that does X, Y and Z that'll get into that joint, into that joint and relieve the pain. So, so when you start educating them where they are, like just oh, I've got pain. Yeah, I've got pain. Nothing I can do about it and walk them through the process. That's that's how you have to, you know, um, package your argument. And the second part on the experiential is um, the their level of sophistication. Okay. And so let's use weight loss as an example here. Like you look pretty fit, Peter. You probably don't want to lose any weight, but imagine you did, right? I so, just lost 20. Okay, well, there you go, right? And how'd you do it? <laughs> um, eating. I reduced my food. I did a bit of exercise and walking. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so that, I believe every diet out there works, but you have to do it, right? And diets don't work for most of us, which is probably what you experienced before you lost the weight because you didn't, you probably <laughs> tried a few times before and failed. There was nothing wrong with it the looks. ways you tried. It didn't work because you didn't work the system, right? And this time you did work the system, you got the results. So you're a great example, actually, because you're <laughs> going to say you're going to say no to this question. If I said, hey, Peter, I've got a pill that will help you lose weight and you don't have to diet or exercise. Would you take the pill uh, right no. now? <laughs> Probably no need. not, right? But, and why not? Because you don't believe it, right? Because you are super skeptical. Because have you heard of these uh, mystery pills before? Like you have yeah. heard of these mystery pills before, right? And so... Um, so you are in the weight loss space. That is a very sophisticated, a very skeptical audience because that's a multi-billion dollar industry. And there's so many people out there right now, like hawking all their you know, snake oils to you. Right. And so you don't know what, what to believe. And, you know, 90 percent of them are garbage. What you do know works is diet and exercise. Right. Yeah. And so that's what you did because, you know, that works and you didn't try. You didn't do all the. You know, some of those other things probably do work, but you didn't know which one, right? And so anyway, this brings me to the level of sophistication. So like 40 years ago, before weight loss pills existed, the first people to come out with a weight loss pill and says, hey, do you want to lose weight, but you don't want to diet and exercise? Try this pill. You'll lose like seven pounds in 10 days. Now, back then, when people aren't jaded, they would try the pill then. Does that make sense? Because it's new to market, it's a new promise, it's something they've never heard before, right? And so I'm working with a, a lawyer client right now where we're at that stage of the audience's level of sophistication. 
so this lawyer, he, um, he sues financial advisors. So Peter, if you've invested with a financial advisor, let's say you had a hundred thousand dollars, you said here, you know, turn my hundred thousand dollars into 200,000. And like a month later, your advisor goes, ah, Hey Peter, sorry, I made a mistake. All your money's gone, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so what my lawyer does is he will get your money back. That's it. Like that is not a sophisticated argument because it doesn't need to be because there's no other lawyers out there that says, Hey Peter, if you've lost your money through a, through your financial advisor, cause he didn't do a good job, I'll get your money back. So we don't have to be very sophisticated, but right now in the, going back to the weight loss space, in order to get your attention, like how sophisticated does our marketing argument have to be? It has to be like through the roof. Through. So, I saw an advertisement. So I was, I was getting pinged by this guy, Fabian Petroni or something, this Jack bus weightlifting fitness guy. Anyway, it's getting all these ads from him, but it was testimonials. And we've seen like even testimonials aren't unique anymore because they all have testimonials, right? If I have like a thousand clients, three of them are going to get results, right? So those three, three out of a thousand, it doesn't mean anything to me. And I don't know what the numbers are, but that's, that's my false limiting belief, right? But anyway, yeah. one day I saw an ad from him saying, uh, train like a kangaroo. And th- like that got my attention. Because have you ever heard train like a kangaroo before? <laughs> no, it makes no sense, right? And so because he said something that nobody else in the fitness space had said, I'm like, ah, that's, what is he talking about? I, I was curious. So I clicked on the Facebook ad to learn more. And you know what? He didn't really talk much about kangaroos after that. But then he introduced something called density stacking. And he explained how for somebody in my age group, I'm in, in my 50s, um, I can exercise like in less than 30 hours, 30 hours, 30 minutes a day uh, using just bands for resistance. So there's no heavy weights involved. And uh, there's there like three different things that really applied to my and, – and he, and he had this density stacking thing that made me believe that he had – and I did a little Google search, and there are scientific reviews of this density stacking process. Anyway, I'm getting off too deep into the weeds on this. But yeah, he had a very sophisticated marketing uh, strategy that got my attention, that convinced my mind with the density stra- stacking. I, I ended up signing up for his for his year long training. Hmm. But that's so. Those are the two levels of. Um, experiential understanding of knowing how where is your audience of their uh, problem and how what offers have they seen before like how sophisticated like i don't want to go crazy with my lawyer you know i can get your money back if, if you've lost that's all i need to say i don't have to like cite all this different legal jargon and all this different stuff yeah like if you've lost your money and i say i've got a lawyer that can get it back and we have a free consultation to see if you qualify like why wouldn't you right but at the same time, it's like, hey, I can help you lose weight. Let's hop on a 30-minute call for a free <laughs> consultation. Nobody is going to be hopping on that uh, that weight loss call, right? Because those are different uh, levels of sophistication. And then the second side of understanding is the emotional side. And I look at uh, four different things there. In the short term, we're looking at your audience's uh, difficulties and their desires. So like th- today, this week, what solutions do you want? And then in the long term, what are their dreads and their dreams? So again, like with the weight loss thing, like right now, I just want to look, I, I want to go to the, uh, I want to go on my stand up paddle board and take my shirt off and paddle my stand up board without feeling embarrassed because my gut's hanging over my shorts, right? <laughs> That's what I want right now. But in the long term, my doctor is saying like, if I don't lose weight, I'm going to have diabetes and high blood pressure and I'm going to die. 
right? This, this extra weight's going to kill me. Yeah. And so those are the long-term, you know, uh, dreads and dreams. Hmm. All right. So you talked about um, the levels of problem awareness and the level of sophistication. And when you take a typical business um, trying to launch their product, you're just aware of their products. They're just aware of probably what the product can do for the customers. And they're not aware of any of much more than that. So how does a business owner or you a marketer find out that level of problem awareness or sophistication of your market? Well, so this is where the tech comes in. And so, um, so before, how would I do this? Before I took a, so much research on my part. So like in a weight loss space, I would go to like some of the different like weight loss Facebook groups. I would just read all the comments and I would mm. see what their, what their questions are, what their comments are and, and what their Facebook people are mean, nasty people, right? <laughs> in their comment. And so I would, so, and those were some of the most valuable ones, right? Cause now you're getting into the false limiting beliefs. Like if we're selling a weight loss pill, just think about how many comments comments are going to be like, oh, your, you know, weight loss pills don't work. You're a, you're a snake oil sales salesman. You should die and burn in hell. Right. But yeah, so you could do a lot of research in, in like different uh, Facebook groups and on uh, like different weight loss forums. And then I would also go to Amazon and I would look at like books that are selling solutions similar to mine and I would read like the comments in the books. It's like, oh, I learned so much about weight. Like I, I, in this book, I learned whatever, right? And the comments would tell me all that. And so it, it was a very time-consuming, intensive process. And now I go to ChatGPT and I just ask Chad, I'm like, in the, so if I was, to, I, yeah, we should probably do a live demonstration because we could ask, <laughs> we could ask Chad, in the weight loss space, how sophisticated is the audience when being pitched a weight loss supplement? And Chad will mm. tell me. Chat will say, and this that's an easy one. We all know the answer to that. But it's regardless of what you're selling, chat will still give you a, a relatively uh, accurate answer. But chat would say, hey, yeah. So in the weight loss space, there are, you know, like 16 billion different products being pitched every day, you know, and it, and it will tell you how sophisticated they are. And then I could ask, hey, chat, in the, in the legal space uh, for a, a lawyer who's servicing clients who have lost money to their financial advisors, advisors how aware are they of that space? in that space and the chat would tell me so where i got all this information is from a book called uh, breakthrough advertising by eugene schwartz Ooh. and so what's really cool is chat gpt has read that book and so <laughs> so a lot of um a lot of when i'm doing like the prompts for chat i would say like referencing eugene schwartz's uh breakthrough advertising i'm trying to identify my audience's level of awareness in the weight loss niche. Please uh, give me a, a marketing statement in the problem aware, the unaware, the solution aware, the product aware, the most aware. And and it, and, and it will just give me the five, right? And so hmm. that is where uh, the tech today and AI is making my life so much easier because chat's doing the same work that took me days or weeks to do. <laughs> But it's already done it. it. It knows it all. And it'll just give me the, the same information in, in a couple of seconds. Mm. 
Nice. So um, using um, chat in um, getting these answers, how accurate have you seen the those um, answers so far? Because I've seen a lot of um, issues where people say they get wrong answers. Sometimes it goes off course, sometimes it hallucinates and things like that. So what has been yes. your experience so far? And so you have to know what you're taught. You have to be in like Chad is a is an assistant to you. Like you are still the driving force. And so overall, I chat knows more, but I'm smarter, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right? <laughs> and so like just one example of that, and this isn't on the marketing side, but uh, I live off the grid. Okay. So we mm. have solar panels out front. We, we charge our house with batteries. And uh, I've got a good friend, that, that lawyer <laughs> who sues the financial advisors. <laughs> yeah. he, bought a, he bought a really nice cottage on the lake behind us. And he wanted to, he wants to put a solar system in. And so he's like, Hey Mike, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know how to sue financial advisors. I don't know how to install a solar power system. Can you help me? I'm like, sure. I'm like, and so this goes back to like similar to the marketing. I, first we need to do our research and I need to know mm -hmm. how much power you are using. So tell me what appliances you're going to run during the day. Right. He's like, well, we're going to have a fridge running all the time. Uh, we've got a deep well pump. Um, you know, we're going to have some lights, we're going to have a stereo. I'm like, okay. And so I went into chat and I said, okay, based on running a fridge and the lights and this, all this other stuff, I'm like, how, what's, how many, um, how many Watts hours per day is this house going to use? And it gave me an answer that was ridiculous. It was like 10 <laughs> times as much power as my house is using. Like that's the wow. answer. <laughs> like easily ten. so i live in a big house with like a fridge and a freezer lights on all like i live here this is a cottage right so yeah his cottage should use probably about 25 percent of what my house is using but Ooh. chat said it was going to use 10 times more but again because i'm smarter than chat like i had a ballpark idea what the answer should be mm -hmm. and when it gave me the answer i was like i just i because i talked to chat like a friend like i just hey chat I think your numbers are a bit off there. I was expecting the final answer to be like about around this because I knew what the ballpark figure was. Yeah. And checking back, it's like, oh, sorry, I made a miscalculation. Here is the correct answer. <laughs> and then it, then it gave me the right answer, right? Um, mm -hmm. But had I had no knowledge of anything and I just said, hey, chat, like how big a battery bank should I buy for my cottage? I would have bought a battery bank like 10 <laughs> times, well, like 40 times bigger than I than I needed. So yeah, you do have to have some understanding. And like when I'm researching an audience, I've got a pretty good idea. And usually what chat is just helping me with is like more of the finer details of it. But yeah, don't. Oh, and that lawyer friend, I introduced him to chat GPT too. <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh, like he, this, like I said, um, the way I'm using it for research for my businesses, like for the business I'm, I'm targeting, he's doing it the same way uh, for, for legal precedents, like because Chad has access to all that. Mm. And his name's Harold, the lawyer. And Harold was like, hey, Mike, so I was using, he loves chat. He loves it. He's like, <laughs> but you know what? You got to know your stuff because I asked Chad some stuff and he came up with like British Columbia law, like 67.2-4. And I was like, I'd never heard of that law before. And so he like wow. opens up his books and that law doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> like, but like Chad even gave it like British Columbia law 67, four dash two. Like, it, 
So it sounded legit. And again, my lawyer is smarter than chat, right? And he's like, that doesn't sound right. And then he just went in and asked, he's like, hey, chat, like, is that a real law? And chat's like, no, I made that up because it helped, you know, <laughs> it helped, you know, summarize my argument. And that it just helped me make up this bullshit. So, uh, yeah, so you do have to be careful with it. And yeah, don't just copy and paste without <laughs> reading what chat tells you first. But it's, it's a hugely valuable tool. But yeah, you do have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like you say, you should really know what you're looking for, first of all, before jumping yeah. on it. You shouldn't fully depend on it. No. And um, because I've, I've actually had a situation, then I was using Claude, that's um, the one from Anthropic, and then I'm using it, and at a point it tells me, asks me if it can make up sources for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it was so funny. I had to screenshot it. Yeah. But so that's what I've heard about Claude is that Claude is a little bit more ethical than chat GPT. Like, so I hadn't heard what you just said, but cause I heard Claude does stick to reality a lot more than yes. chat. Yeah, he does. And so I guess if Claude is going to step outside the lines, it's polite enough to say, it's like, Hey, can I make stuff up? <laughs> that is cause yeah, chat's wow. I would, yeah, chat's never asked me a question. That's really cool that Claude did that. He just he just does it. <laughs> oh, wow. I've, I've used Claude a little bit because um, I, I just like how many uh, characters you can enter into Claude as opposed oh. to chat. So yeah, like yeah, for this yeah. podcast, if you wanted a summary, you know, you just download the transcript, put it into Claude, and boom, it gives you an incredible summary, but you can't do that with chat. Exactly. True. So what do you see as the future of um, AI in marketing and business? Well, I think it's going to be, it's a tool, right? And uh, so you're in the UK, I'm in Canada. So we both have our views on US gun laws. Right? <laughs> I know you got a lot of American listeners, but uh, but yeah, like it's the same thing. Like one of the arguments is guns don't kill people, people kill people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's with AI, it's going to be the same thing. I think a lot of people are going to use AI for good. And then there's going to be the, the outliers that are going to, you know, use it for evil. And it's crazy. Like one of the marketing things I'm seeing again in my Facebook feed for ads is like this uh, AI generated person with AI generated voice saying that if you have not created your course using AI, you are doing it all wrong. (laughs) You need to generate your course using artificial intelligence. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it looks pretty cool, but at the same time, I know it's like all CGI, it's all, and so I think what's going to happen is that now, like we're going to be more and more jaded, like we're talking about that level of sophistication, right? Like now we're going to, like, we're already so skeptical of everything. Um, I had a friend who did, oh, who did he interview? Oh, he did an interview with Shaquille O'Neal. He's a podcaster. He did an interview with Shaquille O'Neal and people were commenting in his, in his podcast comments or whatever, that Shaquille was AI generated and he wasn't really there. (laughs) People didn't believe that was really Shaq. They thought it was all 
because Shaq kind of talks funny. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, they thought it was they thought it was AI, and so it's crazy now that um, th- yeah, that people are going to be even more and more tr- like we used to be able to believe what we could you know touch and and see, but now yeah. we're not going to be able to we're not going to believe what we see anymore. Like if people don't believe that was is really Shaquille, <laughs> and and AI is in its infancy. Like I say, those course creators that are showing those robot, you know, CGI generated people with the CGI generated text or whatever, we know that's fake now, but how many probably months is it going to be before I could do this podcast without being here? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like That's, I never thought of that until today, but like in a year or two from now, yeah, you could probably interview me with me not even being here. Right. I'll just have some sort of software program with my face. And, you know, it's so I've got my book, Empathic Marketing. I'll get uh, I'll get the software to read my book. And I'm like, hey, when Peter asked me a question, give an answer in my voice based on the information in my book. Yeah. Yeah. So where the future is going, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting and scary. And I think this is where the whole empathy comes in is we're going to be needing that human connection more and more because we're going to get be just so distrustful of everything else. Hmm. And, and, and what you said about um, doing the podcast without being there, I think it's already possible. I know I've done one. I did, um, I did the second episode of this using AI, although I didn't like it at all. It's still up though. I have a choice. I didn't like it because first of all, it got my voice. It got a bit of the way I talk, but it didn't get my accent. It didn't get a lot. So I just sounded off. <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. sound like me. Anyone who knows yeah. it's not me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. Well, I, like I, I like say, you said, when you use that software, it was a few months old. Can you imagine when it's a couple of years old? Like Exactly. It's just scary how fast <laughs> it's evolving. Like I've never seen anything evolve as quickly. I've seen people say, oh, I've been using AI for five years. I'm like, have you? And like, to what degree? But over the past like four months, like it's just it's exploded like Something nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly. and like and people are like, oh yeah, like AI is ever going to replace us? Look at how garbage, you know, <laughs> my voice is. It's like <laughs> because the technology is three months old. Wait till it's like two years old. Like don't <laughs> don't judge an infant <laughs> adult, you know, potential. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. So what are some common fears or criticisms people have around using AI with marketing? Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of criticisms right now, but I think now people are are starting to say what I just said, right? Like you have to have that human connection. And so why, so you can't create human connection, a human connection with artificial intelligence. And this is where I'm disagreeing. It's uh, like you got to merge the two. Like I say, so I am still the driving force. I am still the human connection. But I've got this amazing research assistant right now that's telling me, oh, so there's I have a series of prompts that I use now that'll get you to write a journal article. Because you know what you're writing your journal, right? Like your most mm-hmm. heartfelt, like you don't want anybody else to see that. Like what you write in your journal is what you really feel. So 
this is like the third step in a couple of prompts. But I start with uh, Eugene Schwartz breakthrough advertising. I say, hey, chat, you know, based on level of problem awareness, what are they experiencing here? What are the, and then I ask them about then I get then I get chat to understand like it does the research and it tells itself where they are in their level of sophistication, where they are in level of problem, where they are with their what I call the four D's of transformation delivery. That's their uh, difficulties, desires, dreads, and dreams. And then once it has this body of like just stats and facts and data, then I'm like, now write me a 1500 word journal article with, you know, my avatar expressing its deepest, darkest, you know, pains and dreams. Mm. And oh my gosh, like I've read some of these things. I've started, I haven't started crying, but let's say I did, <laughs> you know, because like, it just goes really deep. And when you're reading it, you're like, yes, I can see my audience feeling this way. Right. And so mm -hmm. I've got, because we're all so jaded right now, right? Like just look at Instagram, like all of our friends on Instagram who live these amazing, perfect lives, right? Because they yeah. take this little 30 second snapshot of their day where everything's perfect. And the other 23 hours and 59 minutes is complete garbage. But we don't see that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the problem for some of our, our market research is we're seeing, you know, what they're showing, but with chat, we're able to go so much deeper and like I say, like sneak into their bedroom, open up their desk, their bedside drawer and read their journal articles while they're sleeping. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once I have this real understanding of their emotions, then I can craft, you know, my diff, my have to have it hook. I can craft my big differentiator. Then one of the biggest things in marketing you need to do because our audience is so skeptical is identify your audience's false limiting beliefs and address them before you can, because if, if I don't address your false limiting beliefs and you project it towards me, now we're, now we're in conflict, right? And quite often people don't want to change their stance. So if you say A and I say B, there's no way I'm going to get you to say B because you've already said, no, A is right. I'm like, no, well, B mm -hmm. is right. And here's why, but you're not going to change your mind just because you're proud. Right. But if I can, uh, address your concern before you can make it towards me, then you're a lot more malleable. And you're like, oh, okay, yes, I understand, right? And like, same with the weight loss pill. Like, if I explained to you about um, like this East Asian barrier called uh, Garcinia cambogia, and what it does is it stops. There's these H1 fat receptor cells that, when you consume fat, it it, it makes your cells create more fat. But this berry blocks that. And so you, so you can, you can eat the carbs and you can eat the fat, but your body can't synthesize those carbs into fat. Mm. Are you a little bit more interested in trying that, that pill now? Mm, that sounds much, <laughs> right? Sounds, sounds much better. Yes. Because I've given you like some scientific reasoning for why it works, for why and how it works. Right. And then it would be quite easy for you to go into Google and just do Gar uh, Garcinia Cambogia. And did I make up, did I make this thing up or not? And you're going to find like, <laughs> that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And when you Google search it, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, it actually does what Mike is saying it, it does. So like you say, you're, I'm not saying you're going to buy it now, but you're thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now this is where I hit you with my money back guarantee. It's like, listen, Peter, try this for 30 days. Okay. If you, if you don't lose at least 10 pounds, I, if you do it right, you'll probably lose 20 pounds, but like, would you be happy to lose 10 pounds in 30 days? 
to be like, yeah, like I know how much dieting and exercise I have to do to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. But if I can try this pill that's got this cool East Asian berry and it's no risk to me, there's a pretty good chance you're going to try it now. Right. But I had to yeah. present that whole argument. I had to present that whole argument. And one of your false limiting beliefs is that pills don't work. <laughs> like you just don't believe Gee. it works. But when I explain to you how it works, you're a smart guy. Like I say, you could do your own research. It's like, okay, all right. But still now there's three reasons people don't buy. One, um, I don't believe in you. Second, I don't believe in your product. Third, I don't believe in me. Right. And so this is what I'm talking about with like mo every diet works, but we all don't lose like my wife right now. She's having great results. She's doing intermittent fasting. So she stops eating at Well, we later. So she stops eating at nine o'clock at night, but she doesn't eat until 1 p.m. the next day. Wow. And she's getting huge results from that. Like the weight's just falling off her. I'm like, oh, I should do that. But I, <laughs> I lift weights in the morning. And, oh, my gosh, when I'm done in the gym, I got to eat. Like, I, just, like, <laughs> I tried it a couple of times and I have to I have to eat. So intermittent fasting works because it works for my wife and it, we know it works, but it doesn't work for me. Right. So it's not like if you are an intermittent fasting coach, I would believe in you. I would believe in your product, but I wouldn't buy it because I would believe it didn't work for me. So mm -hmm. this is where understanding your audience helps. So actually, I use a, uh, a, a meal replacement called Isogenics. I think it's in the UK now, but it's a, it's a multi-level marketing product. I've been with it for like eight or 10 years or longer, I yeah. think. But they have something, it's fasting, but they didn't call it fasting. And this is what's cool because when you hear fasting, you're like, oh, I don't want to fast. I can't fast. I have to eat, right? So you've always, so they call it cellular cleansing. So it's like, okay, mm. yeah, that I would like to do that. It's just their name for fasting. But- what they do is you're not not eating for two it's two days it's a two-day fast but every four hours you're putting something into your mouth and these are like mm. zero or uh, very low uh, calorie uh, supplements and what these supplements do is they trick your brain because if when your stomach is full hormones are sent out saying hey you know sure. we're we're full. We don't need to eat, right? So your brain's like, okay, cool. We don't need to eat. So what these little supplements do is they send out those same hormones telling your brain you're full. So you can do a two-day um, cleanse or two-day fast without feeling hungry. So are you more interested in trying a two-day cleanse if you're not worried about feeling hungry, right? So they've identified that false swimming belief is like, when I'm hungry, when Mike's hungry, Mike's got to eat, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but they're saying like, take this three calorie little, you know, chewy thing and, and you'll feel like you're full. It's like, oh, cause I do want to lose the weight. I just don't want to feel hungry. And so they've addressed that and they, they, they gave me the, the mindset that I should at least try it. Mm -mm. Mm. All right. So it's, um, you mentioned your book on empathic marketing. Can you just give us some um, key takeaways that a business owner would like to learn about from that book? The biggest part of empathic marketing is what we talked about at the start of the show is really understanding your audience, like taking that time to you know understand their experience, have an experiential understanding and an emotional understanding. But so we've talked about that. So the next biggest thing that every business should do is have what I call a big differentiator, okay? Mm -hmm. 
And so that's what sets you apart from everybody else, right? And so when I talked about the weight loss training earlier, I talked about, you know, he got my attention with train like a kangaroo, but that was just, that was just a, um, a clickbait, right? Just to get me to click on the ad to see what he was talking about. But then yeah. he talked about density stacking. He's like, my training works because I use density stacking. That allows you to get the same results in what it takes would take you two hours in a gym. We can do in 25 minutes because we're Whoa. density stacking. And because he put that name on it, density stacking, because it's a real thing, it made me trust that it would work, right? And so that's just a small guy that's that's making density stacking work for him. And then, um, but the big brands are are all doing it, right? Like I mentioned earlier as well, at the start of the show, I drive a Ram uh, 1500 uh, pickup truck. It has a Hemi engine, right? Wow. What is a Hemi? Hemi means that uh, you get more horsepower, more torque with less fuel fuel with less uh, fuel usage, right? Because the, mm. the cylinder head is shaped in a, in a, in a hemisphere as opposed to a flat head, so more surface area. Anyway, but only Ram has the Hemi. So if I want to drive a truck with a Hemi, I have to drive a Ram. Now, mm -hmm. that's not saying the other uh, car companies don't have good vehicles, right? Ford has EcoBoost. Right. And so that's a turbocharged engine, which means that it only runs on four cylinders when you're putting around the city. But when you want to haul your boat, then it kicks into EcoBoost. Right. And then that's when the that's when the turbo kicks in. And so uh, like day to day driving, you're only on four cylinders. You're not using much gas. But when you need the power, the power is there. But they could they they just uh, use those things as such huge crutches for them, right? Ford's got the EcoBoost. Ram's got the Hemi. Uh, Dyson vacuums. Dyson vacuums are by far the most expensive vacuum cleaner out there, right? And the yeah. reason they they can do that is because they have Cyclone technology. Cyclone technology, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which has so much such better suction, right? So it's so they've got these are all big differentiators. So the big brands are using it, like Ford and Ram and Dyson and like this, this weight, this uh, fitness guy, he's got density stacking and myself, like I'm an empathic marketing special specialist. What does that mean? That means, well, I've got, I have a trademark on empathic marketing that I've trademarked that term. Right. And so you're like, Oh my gosh, like he must be a really good marketer. Cause he takes the time to understand his audience. Every marketer out there that is any good at all does what I do. Right. But I've created a really cool way to say it, right? Mm. So I'm not, well, I am better than other marketers, but let's say I wasn't. <laughs> but let's say I was just average. Like if I'm an average marketer that says I have empathic marketer, I have, I'm an average marketer who says I have empathic marketing versus an average marketer who says he, you know, researches his audience's emotions. Who are you going to choose, right? You're going to go yeah. with me because, you know, I'm, I'm this expert and empathic marketing. So it doesn't, there's two types of big differentiators. There's the one like, um, uh, oh, what was the first example I gave? Oh, crap. What was the first thing? Oh, the density stacking. The density, like so many uh, fitness trainers do density stacking. Like the workouts I'm doing with Fabian aren't any different than most of the other ones, right? But he <laughs> was the first to talk about it. Like I say, density stacking isn't something he invented. If you do a Google search for it, you'll find the Sports Journal articles talking about density stacking, right? 
And so other fitness trainers are doing density stacking, but he made it his own. Like he said, I'm doing it, right? And that's different than, uh, than RAM, right? Like RAM does have, they're the only engine that is shaped like a Hemi engine, right? Mm-hmm. So that is truly unique. That, uh, but, uh, but like I say, Fabian's thing is just, they've said something that nobody else is saying. And that's the same as me, right? Empathic marketing. Like I'm just like, I, I research my audience's emotions, (laughs) (laughs) every other marketer does it, but I've put, I planned my flag on empathic marketing. And so all of your listeners, I don't care what business they have. They either have something proprietary that they've invented that they really need to put front and center because that's what convinces the mind. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I had a weight loss pill, I would be talking about Garcinia Cambogia because I saw you get super interested when I said that this, how this pill works. Right. And so yeah. other, so if you've got a, if you've got a product, if you've got a weight loss pill with like 10 different items in it and Garcinia is one of them, like there's probably lots of my competitors that are still using Garcinia, but nobody's talking about it. I would be the first one to say, Hey, you need to use my weight loss pill because I've got Garcinia Cambogia in this East Asian berry. Right. So like this, what I'm saying is that your audience, whether they've created something proprietary that nobody else has or is, is legally allowed to use like a Hemi engine, or if they're just doing what everybody else is doing, but everybody else isn't talking about it, if they're the first to talk about it, that's how they can differentiate. Mm. Nice. So differentiation is key and it's important. It is so important, like, because... Like, look at, um, like, would you buy something now because it's organic? Like, what mm. isn't organic now? Like, you're gonna you're gonna buy something that's organic, but you're not gonna buy it just because of that. But yeah. like, eight or ten years ago, when something came out that was organic, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's no pesticides, there's no herbicides on this. I'm gonna buy that, right? Because yeah. the first people who came out with like organic, that was a thing, and that that was very big differentiator. But right now I'm seeing, like, I've, I've talked to people, like I say, I use Isogenics and meal replacement and I've worked with their competitors and I'm like, so what makes you guys unique? And they're like, oh, well, our shakes are 100% organic. I'm like, I want you to find me a meal replacement <laughs> shake that isn't organic now. Like if you're not organic, then you're not going to make any sales. So that isn't what separates you, Right. And so what Isogenics has do- done is, yeah, they're organic. They don't, they don't even talk about it because, like I say, everybody is. But they said, well, you can lose weight with Isogenics because of cellular cleansing. And that's a way to um, flush the fat cell, the fat out of your cells without feeling hungry, hungry. And none of the other weight loss or meal replacements are saying that that way, right? Mm. So, yeah, you definitely want to differentiate yourself. And uh, different is always better than better. Because if I tell you I'm better than somebody else, you're not. Again, we're going back to the audience's level of sophistication. You're just like, based on what? <laughs> you're not going to believe me, right? But when I say, um, you know, I can help you understand your audience better because I'm an empathic marketing specialist, you might not truly understand what empathy means, but you've got a good enough understanding. It's like, oh. And it's funny because every podcast I listen to, every guru, uh, partway through they talk about empathy like and every time mm. they do 
Like, I don't care. Like if Tony Robbins is like, you know, you have to have empathy for who you're speaking with. Like, oh my gosh. Like I am so fortunate to have planted my flag. Like say, I have the trademark for empathic marketing. <laughs> Especially now, like everybody's talking about it. And so it's, it's really cool that I'm able to own it. And I think, again, just going back, every one of your uh, listeners, if they have a business, there is something that we can find that will make them unique and make them stand out. Hmm. True. All right. So what's your, apart from um, ChatGPT, what's your tech stack you use in managing your business, your clients, and the rest? Uh, I really, let's see. I know I have two, like I use, I, well, three, but Chad and Claude, I sort of use inter- interchangeably depending on mm-hmm. what I, what I need. I, I kind of like the response I get better from chat, uh, but I like for longer form stuff, I, I use Claude. But the other thing I use now, which is super helpful is uh, Vidyo, V-I-D-Y-O Ooh. dot A-I. Uh, because like, I think a lot of us know that we need to get content out there all the time. And most of us are terrible at creating content all the time. <laughs> and so what video AI does is you can take a video of any length, plug it into the software and it will go through. And it's so good at this. It finds like the 30 to like 75 second long snippets where you're saying like the most brilliant things. And it just pulls mm-hmm. that little bit of video out. And so like in this podcast, like if you upload this podcast into video.ai, it'll give you about 30 different clips of just the most brilliant things that I've said (laughs) during this interview, right? (laughs) And, uh, And now you've got 30 clips that you can use you know, in your Facebook reels, your Instagram reels, your, uh, YouTube shorts, right. And you just, just got so much content. And that's another thing I like to do is I suck at like creating a 30 second, 60 second clip of something. I just, I, I my brain doesn't work that way. I would rather like educate you to the degree that you can really have something to take away. So I can mm-hmm. do same thing. I can do like an eight or 10 minute training one day and then stick it into video and I, it's so amazing how I did say a lot of important things within 40, 45 second window and it pulls it out. And, uh, and so then I've got a VA. So this is where the human still comes in. Right. So I get, I send, uh, I just upload my video. So I've taught her how to use video. And so, yeah, I'll just upload a video to a Google drive and then she plugs it into video AI and then she just disseminates it and Facebook and Instagram reels and all that other, all that other, uh, LinkedIn and, all the places. So those are the two things I use the most. And the one I'm not using yet because I'm not a tech guy is, um, what's the, uh, what's the image creator? Um, um, mid journey, mid journey. Yes. Yeah. And cause, because that uses discord and I don't fully understand how discord <laughs> works, and I'm sure it's not very complicated, but it's not as straightforward as Again, if I spent like 12 minutes, I could probably figure it out. I just haven't. Yeah. I haven't had had that. (laughs) But that's the one thing I think I'm missing in my AI arsenal is some good uh, graphics creators. Yeah. I think um, for graphics, you can use um, Leonardo, Leonardo Leonardo.ai. It's more, it just has has an interface. So it's better than, um, with the interface, it's better than Discord. Okay. Leonardo.ai. I'll check that out. Cool. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us that we've not covered on empathic marketing, on AI, anything business owners would love to, that would help business owners? 
you know, instead of like overloading with more stuff, like I just, (laughs) it's like, oh, like back in the day, you used to create your uh, customer avatar. Like, I think we all know we need the avatar. And so that's like, I'm targeting uh, men 25 to 55 years old who are Republicans and do this, that, and the other thing. And they earn like between 80 and $150,000 a year. And, and I think customer avatars used to be that was what they were, right? And that was the demographics. And you need that information because when I'm targeting you on Facebook, those are the stats that I have to enter into my, my audience mm. selection, right? But then we're going back to uh, Facebook just being the vehicle. Like now we've got to get the message out there. And I can't get a good message out there if I haven't read your journal article right i have to have read your journal article i have to know like what is like why aren't you going to sleep as soon as you get to bed it's because you're worried about something i need to know what you're worried about and i need to know like what you hope is going to happen tomorrow that's going to get you out of the problem that you feel you're facing today right and we just need to spend that time and like a year ago i could understand why you wouldn't want to spend that time because it was hard but now with ChatGPT, like just going in and asking it the right questions. And this, oh, like one of the questions you asked in uh, when we did our pre-interview is, you know, for non-tech people, how do you do all of this? That exactly. is what's so cool about ChatGPT is you don't have to be a techie. Like I said, I just talk to chat like a friend. And so what's really cool about chat is if you're like, okay, I just listened to this podcast with Peter and Mike and I want to use ChatGPT to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't know how. Go into chat and say, hey, chat, I want to find this solution, but I don't even know what questions to ask you. Like, <laughs> if I want to, you know, sell air conditioners to people who live in apartment buildings, what information do you need to know to help me create a marketing campaign? And chat will just tell you, well, you've got to ask me like these 12 questions. And then once I have wow. the answers to those 12 questions, I'll be able to find a solution for you. So that's what's so cool about chat. And it's it's funny because like I when I'm speaking with somebody, I like to be very clear in my communication. And so quite often I'll go back and preface. But with chat, and I thought being a like a computer interface, I would have to do that all the time. Yeah. But like if chat gives me an answer, I can just say, no, that's not right. <laughs> and it'll and it'll give me a better answer. Like, I don't have to say, no, that's not right because, you know, uh, that battery bank should be 50% less. I can just say, no, that's not right. And chat will go, huh, why did he say that? Let me look at this calculation again. Oh, wait a minute. I made a mistake. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's, it freaks me out. It freaks me out because, yeah, it just, it just freaks me out. So don't let chat freak you out. If you don't know how to use it, just go into chat and ask it. How do I use you? Like literally do that. <laughs> hey, Chad, I listened to this podcast and they said you can help me with my marketing. How can you do that? And mm. Chad will just, it'll create a course for you. It's like, well, this, this is how I can help you. First, you need to tell me what you're selling and I need these three things. And then you need to, to tell me who you're selling to and I need these three things. And it's really cool if you just answer those questions, then it'll give you the exact final response that you're looking for. Well, well. 
That's a really, really interest, interesting take on it because end of the day, when you go online, you see a lot of um, adverts selling prompts and all that. Prompts. So with yeah. what you said now, you can just ask chat for your prompts. Yeah, like somebody's selling 10,000 prompts. 10,000 <laughs> prompts is of no value to me whatsoever. Like three prompts, like if three prompts for a better marketing campaign, I might, you know, pay nine ninety seven for that. Three prompts. Mm. But don't sell me 10,000 because, <laughs> you know, if I'm looking for prompt number 574, like, do I have to read 573 prompts? You probably find the one exactly. I'm looking for. Yeah. True. Yeah. And actually with uh, ChatGPT now, there's a, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but you, so before when you had a, a chat going, like it would learn from the chat. And so like, mm -hmm. I've got a couple different chats. Like I've got a chat for I've got a chat going for each one of my clients. Okay. And so whenever I'm doing any work with that client, I go back to that same thread because now chat knows everything that we talked about before. Yeah. But if I go to chat with a brand new thread, they wouldn't know anything like chat wouldn't know anything about me. Wouldn't know what language. Like I like to speak in what I call a, uh, a casual professional language. So like if you just say casual, it's like it just uses jargon and it's way too casual. And if you're mm. professional, then it's just it's just way too clinical. But if you use a casual professional, it's just a really relaxed language, kind of like I, I I speak. And when I read it, stuff's like, yeah, that's how I would have written it. But anyway, uh, like a few weeks ago, you would have to every time you start a new thread, you would have to educate chat to how you wanted the responses written out mm. and what tone. But now there's a thing in the bottom left where you've got like 1500 characters or something. And there's two, two boxes you can fill in. One is you can tell about you. So I can say, Hey, uh, I'm an empathic marketing specialist. I specialize in these different things. And, and I used to be a paramedic for 12 years. And so that can be helpful. Right. And so I tell chat of a fair bit, I can fit a fair bit of information about me. And then the second box, you can say, you know, how you want the responses, um, given to you so i want to, all my responses in bullet forms i want tables created um you know you, what language you want so it's really cool this was just introduced a couple weeks ago so now when i start a new thread chat knows who i am mm -hmm. and, and, and in that second part you can say and don't make anything up like no <laughs> like like i'm a lawyer so you say that in the top i'm a lawyer I have to follow the law. And the second thing, don't make up any laws. Like if the law doesn't exist, don't cite don't it. it. You know? And then you're covered, right? And then you're covered. And so, so yeah, chat hat, like the, this is literally two or three weeks old that you can now, you can now do this. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but you can, you can work chat without having to do that initially, but, but yeah. And actually just even ask chat, Hey chat, you know, I want to make sure you don't uh, make up stuff. How can I moving forward? How can I make sure that all your answers are truthful? <laughs> and it, I haven't tried this yet, but it'd probably say, Oh, you know, I have a new feature, go down there and just write that in the, in the, in the second box and you'll, and you'll get uh, truthful answers. Yeah. So how can um, listeners on the show, if they want to get your book, if they want to learn from you, if they want to work with you, how can they reach you? So I've got um, a couple of deals going. Oh, this is, yeah. So, so I can take a couple minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you asked something that, um, I, so I, I said the big differentiator, but there's another thing they can do, and it's your guarantees. Like your guarantees mm -hmm. have to be to the degree that your com competition's like, he's crazy for doing that, right? Mm. And so 
I've got two offers. If you go to uh, becausebusinessispersonal.com, that's my podcast website. I've got two offers up there. One, you can get a, f- a copy of my book for free. Um, so you just pay for the shipping and handling and I'll, I'll, I'll send you a book. Uh, oh, sorry. You've got a lot of UK audiences. It's for, it's, <laughs> I can't do it overseas. Because I've got a, <laughs> yeah, somebody from Ireland tried to get my book last week. It was going to cost me $34 to send them my Whoa. book. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, can't do that. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, but in North America, yeah, free copy of my book, but more of way more value than that. Like my book is awesome, but the thing with books, any book, I don't care. Most people don't implement what they learn. They learn it. Mm. They're more educated, but they don't, they don't implement. Like I've done it myself. You've done it. Like we've, that's all. So if you really want your business to grow and get results, then I recommend, uh, um, booking a 30 minute gap analysis call. So that's 30 minutes where we'll look at where you are and where you want to be. And I'll tell you exactly what you need to do to get from where you are to where you want to be. Now, here's the thing. That's also known as a strategy call. And in our world, a strategy call means a sales pitch. Like, mm-hmm. so you're not, like, so, so many of your listeners are like, oh, Mike smells like a smart guy. Knows, but I know if I get on a call with him, he's just going to pitch me. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about with your guarantee. Okay. Your, my guarantee is, and I'm telling you my guarantee, but this is something that businesses want to think about for themselves. So my guarantee is that if after our 30 minutes together, you don't feel I have delivered on my promise that I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do to get from A to B, I'm not going to just refund you. I'm going to give you double your money back. So here's the deal. The, the, uh, the call is um, $97 for the 30 minutes, but I have a coupon. So if you do book with me, go to, just put podcast in the coupon code box and you'll get $50 off. So it's $47 mm-hmm. for this 30 minute call. But if I don't deliver what I say, tell you what you need to do to go from where you are to where you want to be, I will double your money back. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get, I'm actually going to give you a hundred back instead of 94 or whatever it is. Okay. So I've doubled. So the worst you can do is, is uh, double your money, but you're still worried about the pitch, right? You're like, I don't want to get on a call just to be pitched for 30 minutes. So what I've said as well is that if any time during those 30 minutes, I try to sell you on anything. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, my uh, coaching services, my done for you services or any of my affiliate products. If I try to sell you on anything during those 30 minutes, I owe you double what you Mm. paid for that call. So now, so what I'm doing there is I'm addressing your false living beliefs, right? You're like, I don't want to hop on a call with this guy because I'm not going to get any value. And he's just going to try to sell me on his, you know, whatever X thousand dollar program. And I don't want to do that. So I've said in my guarantee that one, you will get value or I'll double your money. And if I try to pitch you on anything, I'll, I'll give you double your money back. Of course, after the 30 minutes, <laughs> it's fair game. Right? <laughs> so after 30 minutes, like, okay, Peter, so do you think I've given you what you need to get from A to uh, Z? And you'll, you're going to say yes. I'm going to say, but you know what you need to do, but how long do you think it's going to take you to do it? Because I know if I do it for you, it's going to take me, you know, a couple or a few weeks and I know what Mm -hmm. I'm doing and I'm fast. But if you try to do it, I've I've told you what to do, but I'm sorry, man, you're going to struggle. (laughs) And so if you want to start making sales right now, then if you're interested, I'll tell you three ways that I can help you. And if you don't want to hear those three ways, that's cool. But if you want fast results, then just give me permission. I'll tell you three ways, right? So there's no pressure. But, uh, but anyway, that's, that's my offer. Go to becausebusinessispersonal.com. And if you live in North America, I'll send you my book for, for free. Just pay for shipping. And, uh, but more importantly, if you want results fast, 
sign up for a 30 minute gap analysis. Like I say, I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And if, and, and that's what I've done. Like I, cause I do what I'm told. So if I was on that call, I would be able to implement what I was, what I was told. So you definitely can do it. But if you're somebody who just wants it done, you just want results, then you might want to look at one of my other offers. Hmm. All right. So um, the link, because business personnel will be added to the show in the show notes here when we go live. And thank you very much for coming Perfect. on the show today. Thanks for having me, Peter. It's fun. All right. So for the listeners, thank you for putting up with us this long. I'm sure you enjoyed the topic and I'm sure you picked up a lot, a lot from today's topic. So like you heard from Mike, learn about your customers know their levels of sophistication, know their levels of problem awareness, learn as much as you can about your customers before you put out any marketing message. And if it's too difficult, you know who to reach. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for coming on the show. Until next week, when we have another episode of the Tech Your Business podcast, don't forget to keep taking your business. Bye for now.